Good morning. I wish you could see what I see. I see so many beautiful faces, so smart, so ready to learn, and I'm just touched more than I can say, and I'm so proud of all of you. Thank you for being here. Good morning. I am Deborah Taylor. I'm Pratt's School of uh, Pratt's Coordinator of School and Student Services. And on behalf of Pratt CEO Carla Hayden, welcome to the Central Library. Give yourselves a big round of applause. It is so wonderful to see the library's main hall filled with students from Baltimore City Public Schools. And I really want to give a special shout out to my colleague from Baltimore City Public Schools Library, Office of Libraries, Beth Napier, who arranged for all of you to be here. Beth, please stand and be recognized. This is such an exciting morning for all of us because today we are joined by one of the giants of the literary world, a rock star among readers. He is the author of 150 books that have sold more than 300 million copies, the one and only James Patterson. We are here to celebrate his generosity to Baltimore, his support of education, literacy, and of course, reading. All of you are very fortunate to be here this morning to see him. Now, I would like to call out to the schools where, you're all come, where you all came from. When I call out your school, clap and cheer and show Mr. Patterson some Baltimore spirit. Edgewood Elementary. Great. Dr. Bernard Harris, Senior Elementary. Lindhurst Elementary. William Packer Elementary School. Walter P. Carter Elementary Middle School. And Barkley Elementary Middle School. Welcome to all of you and the teachers and staff from those schools who are with you today. We're also joined by students from Morgan State University. They are Patterson Scholars who are attending Morgan State from scholarships from the Patterson Family Foundation. Will you stand and be recognized? So to all of you fifth and sixth graders here today, these Morgan students can be you someday. You're taking the initial step by, um, to amazing opportunities by continuing your education and embracing your love for reading and books. Now, our relationship with the Baltimore City Public Schools dates back to the 1930s. The Pratt Library's commitment in helping students, teachers, and educators from across Baltimore will endure as long as these libraries are standing. We've created workshops, after-school programs, a community youth corps, tutorial programs, and more for the thousands of students who walk into our libraries every day. Recently, the Pratt and the school system partnered to register pre-K and kindergarten students for their first card, and I am excited to announce more than 4,000 parents have registered their children. We have doubled our first card registrants. Thank you, parents. We hope, 
We hope they start their path of lifelong learning with these cards, and someday they will be checking out and reading books by our special guests. Today, you don't need to check out his amazing book, Public School Superhero, because James Patterson has generously donated 25,000 copies of this book to every third through seventh grader in Baltimore City schools. Mr. Patterson and his foundation have helped thousands of students nationwide. He's donated book, a box of books to every school in Palm Beach County, New York City, Savannah, and Los Angeles. That is more than 400 schools. Mr. Patterson has also donated more than 200,000 books to soldiers at home and overseas. So please, let's welcome to Baltimore and the Pratt Library and offer a wholehearted thank you to our special guest, best-selling author James Patterson. Wow, what a crowd. I'm going to talk to, at you for about five minutes, maybe something like that, and then we'll do questions and answers so we can, you can talk about books and Hollywood and whatever you want to talk about. Um, I love Baltimore. I've been here about a dozen times. And, and I think the reason is that this is kind of a bigger version of the, of the city that I grew up in. I grew up in a town called Newburgh, New York. It's about, it's north of New York City. Uh, good town, good people, but some problems, some violence and stuff. And, um, you know, so when I was exposed to what happened here earlier this year, I, I felt it because I felt that kind of thing in my hometown, too. And, um, but you know what? I'm here. You're here. And... Um, you know, the reason I'm here is to help in the best way that I can, which is to give out some books to kids around the city. And, and the reason that, that, I, that I give out the books and the reason that I'm here is it's really, really, really important that you guys, and, and you're kind of the, the, the messengers now as you go back to your schools. Um, I have a, a thing in Nashville, Tennessee. I went to Vanderbilt, which is a college there. And we have a program where we bring kids from the, uh, like, four or five middle schools, and they come into um, Vanderbilt. Uh, they come in every Saturday and then over the weekends. And all of those schools, the reading scores go up dramatically. And a lot of the kids don't actually, they're not in the program, but when the kids go back and they talk about it, and they, they talk to the teachers, and the teachers see that they're reading better than ever, then everybody goes, okay, we can, we can, we can actually, you know, we can read a lot better than we thought we could. And the thing is that if the kids of Baltimore, if, if they don't become good readers, pretty good readers, then you know, high school just gets real hard. Because you've got to be able to read to, to, to do high school. And, and, and if you don't do high school, then life gets real hard. You know, and you all see that. I mean, I've seen it uh, where I grew up. Um, so, you know, please, you know, really, uh, uh, I'm sure most of you are pretty good readers. Or you probably wouldn't be here. 
but but you know, practice, practice, practice. Like anything you do, you want to you want to play an instrument, you get better because you play more. You want to sing, you get better. You dance, you get better. So read, 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 and you will get better. And and, and honestly, read anything. Manga, okay, yeah. Graphic novel, okay. Comic book, sure. Book books, absolutely. Read the back of cereal boxes, sure. Anything. Billboards along the highway, read them. Uh, definitely read the calorie count uh, at, on the candy stuff at the movie theaters. And, and stay away from the big numbers. Um, reading has been crazy good to me. Crazy good, okay? Reading and writing, you know, got me to, to meet LeBron James. That's why I got to meet LeBron. It got me to, to meet Will Smith. Will Smith came to my house twice. And, and that's because of my reading and my writing. Willow Smith uh, came to our house. Kanye West I've met because of my reading. Uh, reading got me seats at the NBA All-Star Game about four or five times. I work with the NBA quite a lot. Reading got me to the Super Bowl. Reading got me four movies that we've made. Um, we made uh, some Alice Cross movies, we, and we have a show on television. We just uh, uh, finished last night. And, and reading is, is, is what did that for me. Um, and, and, and it's interesting. Uh, reading did all this stuff for me, but where I grew up, I said my town was, it was a tough little town. My father... My father grew up in the Newburgh poorhouse. He literally, he and, and, and his mother lived in the poorhouse. They had one room, and my grandmother was a charwoman, which meant she got the room, but her job was to clean the toilets and stuff. That was her deal, and that's where my father came from. It was called the pogie. So, you know, that's kind of my background, but here I am, and here I am with you, and um, one of the things I want, you know, this is kind of going to be a little crazy, but who here loves themselves? Just, do you? That is so good. That is so good to love yourself and to learn to love yourself for, for, for the right reasons, you know, uh, because that's how you kind of begin to figure out who you are and how you go through life in a good way. And, and to understand that, and I, we have my son, well, he's, our son is he's 17 now, but we've just gone through this whole thing and, and trying to get him to understand that who you are is not your haircut. Haircuts are cool, that's all right. That's not who you are. Who you are isn't your sneakers or the way, you, you know, your outfit that you wear to school. That's okay, but that's not who you are. Who you are isn't some stuff that happened in the city in the spring that was unfortunate. That's not who you are, though. That happened where you live. Um, who you are isn't something bad that happened in your neighborhood this year. That's not who you are. Or even something bad that might have happened in your, in your apartment building. That's not who you are. You are a unique person. You are. All you folks, you're unique. Get, are you with me? Yeah, you are. Okay. You're a unique person. There's nobody else like you. And, and you have to learn to really be comfortable in, with that person that you are. Whatever that unique person, you've got to be comfortable. And, um, 
And, and that's one of the secrets to life. And that's the best thing I can give you. I give you a book, which is cool, and I, hopefully it's a fun book for you. And just that notion of learning to love yourself, learning to be comfortable with that person that you are. And, and that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing you can learn in books. And you can't learn it in too many places, but you can learn things like that in books. And, and to some extent, books are the best place to learn things like that. And that's another reason why it's important that you become a pretty good reader. And that's why the kids of Baltimore lead, need to become better, leader, better readers, because ultimately, that's going to turn, you're, you're going to have better neighborhoods, you're going to have better relationships between moms and dads. You're going to have better police people. The whole thing. If you read more, if you learn more, if you learn to love yourself, you learn to become a good person, uh, it's all going to be better. So that's my deal. I'm so happy to see you. This is inspiring to look out at you all. Um, who has questions about, we do movies, we do books, so we can talk about Hollywood, we can talk about meeting some of the people I've met, we can talk about Kenny and how I, how I wrote Kenny. Yeah, go ahead. Now, you're going to have to stand up and kind of, do we have mics? No? We don't? Okay, so you're going to have to really yell. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, tell you what, now you come around down here and, and, and I'll be able to do I'm going to do this guy here and you can come right around. You're going to be the next question. We have mics. Do not be afraid. Oh, they thought I was going to talk longer. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't talk too long. It's too boring. Questions we do. Okay. What made you think of the name Stainless Steel? Okay, the question is what made me think of the name Stainless Steel? Um, you know, it's interesting about the whole Kenny Wright book and how that happened. I go out to a lot of schools, and some of the schools have a lot of uh, African-American and Hispanic kids, and they would always say to me, you know, there's not many books about us. And um, that's not completely true. The publishers, they'll publish books about African-American kids and, and um, Hispanic kids and whatever, but um, they don't publish many copies, so you can't find them. So I, when I was out there with, with, in a couple of these schools, I said, you know, I am, I'm going to write a book about an African-American kid. And when I started you know, doing a lot of research about what it's like in the cities these days and stuff like that, and I said, you know, I, I want people to read this book and I want, them, I want it to be uplifting, to, you know, true, but uplifting uh, to, to some extent. And, um, and I said, you know what, I'm going to have Kenny sort of have a character that he has in his mind. And this character can solve problems. So if the street's a little tricky, stainless steel can come in and solve the problem, solve the day. And I think that's one of the reasons sometimes some of the comic book movies, Avengers and Iron Man and all that are kind of popular because it's like, ooh, okay, it, we almost need a superhero to maybe solve some of the problems in our neighborhoods and stuff like that. So that's why I, that's why I created Stainless Steel. In terms of the name itself, I just liked the name. I thought it was a cool name. Stainless Steel. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're we're going to get there. You're on my list. Yeah. Sorry? Were you similar to Kenny? Was I similar to Kenny? Uh, no, not really. I don't play chess. Um, 
you know, a, a similarity, I guess, is that my grandmother uh, was a pretty strong influence in, 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 in my life. She's a, she's a strong lady. I remember going to her house when she was, she had, uh, has this house in the woods, and it's kind of tall. It's only two stories, but it's built that way. And I went up, and I couldn't find her. She's like 86 years old. And I go up, and I go around, and there's this big ladder, and she's on the roof fixing the TV antenna. She's like 86 years old, you know, so that's just the way she was, you know, which is kind of cool. So she, and she was the one that always go, you can do anything, you can be any, she said, oh, you're not going to play in the NBA, so forget about that, but, uh, but you can do a lot of other stuff. Where's my next victim here? I'm, this, this guy here is, is right on my list, so where's my mic? Yeah. All right. How did you come up with the book? Say that again. How did you come up with the book? With, with this book? Yes. Well, in addition to some of the stuff I've said, you know, once again, with, with this particular book, um, I have an adult character, Alex Cross, and Alex is kind of a, you know, he grew up in the city. Uh, so I kind of, a little bit, I wanted to write a little bit of like a younger Alex Cross, and um, Kenny's uh, grandmother is very important to him. Alice Cross's grandmother is very important to him. So some similarities there. Uh, I, I didn't want to write literally an Alice Cross as a kid book, but, but there, you know, that's a little bit of it, I think. Where'd, where'd the mic go? Where's that mic? Oh, okay. Hi. What's your name? Chris Love. How are you? Good. Good. What pushed you to become an author? Uh, what stimulated me to become an author? Interestingly, as a kid, I was always a pretty good student. I was not a big reader. I was a decent reader. I was a good reader. As, that's all I tell you guys. Just become good readers. Um, I then worked my way through college at a hospital, mental hospital. And um, I used to work a lot of... It was an interesting place to work, too, because Ray Charles used to come there. It was, it was interesting. But I had a lot, of, a lot of times at night it was pretty quiet and I started reading like crazy. But I read um, pretty much the books I wanted to read. And then I started scribbling stories, short stories. And um, somebody said, and I think there's some truth here, you're lucky if you find something you love to do in life. Could be dancing, could be singing, could be, you know... And that's important, to find some things that you really like to do in life. And then they said, it's a miracle if that thing you love to do in life, somebody will pay you to do it. Like, you got some teachers here, and I think in almost all the cases, they're people who, who they take great joy in putting up with you guys. No, in, in helping you to grow and, and seeing the growth and seeing the good stuff that happens. You know, and sometimes... It's hard for the teachers, and I, one of my best friends was the teacher, and I met a guy who had been one of his students, and the guy was now in his late 20s, and, and, and I mentioned him to my friend. I said, I met Antonelli. He said, oh, man, that kid drove me crazy, I, and, he said, and Antonelli told me, he said, Mr. Mahoney saved my life, and my friend never knew that. He, his, his thing of Aunt Nelly was, oh my God, that kid drove me crazy. Aunt Nelly's point of view was, Mr. Mahoney saved my life. So if your teachers are doing good stuff for you, occasionally tell them. 
tell them, you know, you did good today. That was a really good class. And it's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I know you didn't want to be, you know, showing all that energy at 8 o'clock, but you did it, and that was good. Thank you. Who's next? Yeah. Pinky. What inspired you to write this book? What inspired me to write this book? You guys did. Peep kids like you. Kids like you. I wanted to write a story that hopefully uh, kids would read and kids from the inner city would read it and say, okay, somebody wrote about a kid like us or kids like us. And the kids that aren't in the inner city would go, okay, now I understand a little better what it's like. Because we need to get to that point where people understand what it's like for other people and where they live and how they live and what goes on. That's really important in this country. And we're getting worse at it rather than better. Yeah. I call you, my own, I call you stripes because you got the stripes. Sure, it's very nice. I'm writing a story on my own. But do you edit your books or do you get somebody to edit it for you? And do you have... What would you How many questions are you asking? Company? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's do them. Let's do them two at a time. Um, I do have an editor at at the publisher. I'm 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 glad you're writing, and that's a great thing to do. It's a great thing to to you know write stories. It helps you to organize your your mind a little bit. Outlines are really important when you're writing stories or anything. Your teachers are going to say outline, outline, outline. That's the best thing they can tell you. It's the best thing. It's the most important thing. But, you know, I do have an editor, uh, and, and they help, because uh, they'll say, I don't like this, I don't like that, I like this, I like that. And then it's up to me to sort of what I want to change or not change. But it's good to hear somebody else's point of view. You had another, an, a, another question, though? What publishing company do you use? <laughs> they use me. Um, it's called Hachette. Hachette is a French company, and then Little Brown in particular, uh, very nice publisher. They've been around for a long, long time, and they were the, the first book I ever did was with Little Brown, uh, and it was very exciting for me. It's still exciting for me. Who's next? We're, oh, okay. Sorry. Um, are you going to continue to write the Women's Murders, Murder Club series? Am I going to do what with it? Continue to write the Women's Murder Club series. Yeah, the Women's Murder Club, it, that, that's a, a little bit more adult, a uh, uh, little older. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I love that series. And I have a couple of series. Alice Cross is a series, Maximum Ride. I don't know if anybody's, anybody read any Maximum Rides? Those are fun. If you haven't read them, that's something to read at some point. Um, I will continue a series until I found out everything about the character. And at that point, I don't want to write anymore about that particular... So I, I still... I don't know... There's things I want to learn about still, the, 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 the people in the Women's Murder Club, the, the women. Who's next? Ah! Did you publish What do we got book? here? The boys... This is interesting. No, it's a mix. The boys and the girls. Okay, yeah. How did you public your book? Uh, how did it happen? Well, I was very lucky because when I was fairly young, 26 or so... Uh, I published my first book, and that's a little unusual. Uh, so it's a combination of a little bit of talent and then a lot of luck. There's a lot of people write books uh, that are pretty good that don't get published. So I was, I was very lucky. Here's the interesting thing about the first book, and this is a good lesson for you all to think about. The first book I wrote was turned down, rejected by 31 publishers. 
They just said, nope, get lost, see ya, get, you know, 31 times they said, nope. So whether you're a dancer and 10 people go, you can't dance, you go, I know I can dance. Or you're a singer and five people, you can't sing. Yeah, I can sing. You know, 31 publishers. That book then got published and then it won an award as the best mystery of the year. The same book that got turned down by 31 publishers. Go figure. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Jaden. Hey. What inspired you to make Kenny School? To make Kenny... Kenny's school. To make his school? Uh, I think it was, uh, you know, going to a lot of schools, a a combination of a lot of schools I've been to, uh, some reading that I did about schools right now. And, you know, it's a tough school that, you know, they... Uh, they, they have like a couple of computers in the whole school and there's been a, the, they have different principles about every three months, which is hard because it becomes hard then to sort of get the whole school organized and kind of believing in the same stuff. So it was a combination of, of schools that I, that I visited and then uh, and a little bit of my own growing up. Yep. Why did you make the, the book half graphic novel and chapter book? Uh, why do I mix pictures and, and, and the words? Um, you know, I, I don't know how many of you, you've read a book. Um, oh, shoot. I'm blanking on it. They made a movie. What's the book I'm thinking of? Help me out. Where's Hugo Cabret. Hugo Cabret is a beautiful book. And it's it's a, a lot of a lot of drawings that 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 uh, the writer wrote, drew himself. Um, and and I, I looked at that book and I said, you know, I really like this idea of mixing pictures and, and, and language. And uh, uh, partly because, you know, we're a very visual civiliz- society now and becoming more and more visual. Uh, so that was part of it. Another part of it was just to be realistic. It just makes it easier for kids to get into they go, oh, you know, and suddenly they've read like three chapters and they go, okay, I'm into this thing. And then to make sure that the language is good, that it's not, it doesn't, we're not condescending, it's good language and there's good ideas in the book and good dialogue. And even even in the illustrations, some of the stuff is pretty funny. If you pay attention to the illustrations and and what goes on, it's pretty funny stuff. So, you know, and, and, and part of it is, you want to do something, um, for me, I want to do it as well as I can do, whatever it is. And I had, a, I had some bad jobs in my life, but my thing was always like, whatever it is. I worked on a furniture truck for a while. I didn't really like it, but I figured if I do it better, at the end of the week, I'll feel better. Simple as that. And, and that, that's kind of true. If I did it crummy, I'd feel crummier. Yeah. Why did you choose to work with Chris Tebbets? Well, I, I've worked with Chris before. Uh, we do. I have a series, Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life, and the whole middle school series, which is kind of interesting series to get into. And we're actually going to shoot a movie uh, on the middle school books. We're going to shoot in Atlanta. We're starting in November. So Chris and I had worked before, and um, you know, we and there's a lot of collaboration in the world. People are kind of funny about that, but you know, uh, some some famous plays, uh, famous musicals, Gilbert and Sullivan collaboration, the Beatles collaboration. Uh, uh, it happens more than people think it does. If you start going to the churches and famous churches in Europe and you see these whole ceilings, p- 
painted beautiful, and sometimes it's seven or eight different painters, artists who are in there painting the ceilings. So collaboration can be pretty cool. Movies, uh, TV shows. I have a TV show that just finished called Zoo, and uh, nine writers collaborating. So it can be a good thing. Same thing in school. It can be a good thing. I'm sure you all work with each other on certain things. And, and, and a lot of times two and three minds on the same problem is, is it's useful. Yep. I go to a non-public school. By the way. I go to a non-public school. How do my class get a free book? Because you're rich. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for that, but I'm sure. Do you go to St. Peter's? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where it is. Uh, that that's the answer. We did it with public schools. Uh, we just work with the city, so I'm sure we can do something with your school. Fair enough. Good question. Good initiative. Yeah. Oh, here you go. What make you talk about school and public school superheroes? Um, help me out. Say it again. Say it slowly. What, what made you talk about school and public school superheroes? Well, I mean, the public school thing, a lot of kids go to public school, so I really wanted to, to try to talk to them. A lot of you, most of you go to public schools, right? I think there's one, there's what, St. Is it St. Peter's? No. Okay, well, whatever. It's mostly public schools. So that's a piece of it. You know, I went to some public school along the way. Some public school and then some, some parochial school, Catholic schools. They could hit you in the Catholic schools. So it was weird. Yeah. How many um, illustrators um, that you work with? In, uh, how many illustrators do I work with? Uh, well, in this book, one. Uh, just, just one illustrator uh, who, who's African-American. Um, and then uh, usually each book, there's one. There's one um, Chinese woman from um, Chicago, and I work with her on the middle school books. Yep. How many children books have you made? I don't know. It's a good question. I would say a dozen, 15, something like that. The iFunny series is a good one to to think about. iFunny is about a kid who uh, wants to be a stand-up comedian. So he wants to be funny. He thinks he's funny. And what do you do when you want to do something? You've got to study. So he studies every comedian. He studies Chris Rock. He just studies everybody you can, you know. And then he starts writing his own jokes. So that's, that's and it's a funny book. I mean, you call it I Funny, it better be funny. Where was I? This side, yeah. Can you make a movie out of public school hero, superhero? I would like to make a movie out of it. That'd be my hope. Who's read public school superheroes so far? Are most of you finished? Who's finished? Okay, that's good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Try to finish your books. Uh, um, is it good so far? Pretty good? All right, okay. Just tell me that no matter what. Where was I? Okay. When, when did you come up with the evil double, the evil, the, the steel that... When do you come up with the e- evil double name Shameless Steel? Oh, uh, with the villains? Well, you know, every story, it's not every story, but it's good to have somebody. I always like to have somebody that you root for and somebody that you root against. 
And sometimes it's complicated. Sometimes it's complicated because like the older brother in there, he's kind of going the wrong way with his life. But, you know, we like him a little bit. He's kind of an interesting, you know, not a not a totally bad person. So, you know, but yeah, it makes it more interesting a lot of times in a story. Yeah. Hi, Mr. Patterson. My name is not Asia. Hey. Was Ray Ray supposed to be similar to one of your friends? Was Ray Ray supposed to be similar to one of your friends? Was Ray Ray supposed to be similar to one of my friends? Uh, I'd say, honestly, growing up, I had a little more Ray Ray in me than, you know, a little, you know, a little trouble. Not too bad, but a little bit, you know. Mischief's okay up to a point, unless you push it too far. Yep. How many of your books has become movies? How many books? Uh, movies. Well, we have the Alice Cross movies with um, Morgan Freeman, and then we did one with Tyler Perry. Um, they're looking at maybe doing a TV show with Alex now. Uh, I've had two television series, Zoo and Women's Murder Club, we're doing, we're shooting, um, as I said, the school. Um, we're going to shoot that in November. And um, a couple of TV movies. I think that's it. I might have forgotten something. I don't know. I've been, been busy. I did a documentary movie. That's a movie about real people. And I did it about my hometown, Newburgh, and also Belle Glade, Florida. And they're both, they're small towns, and, they're, and, and the, the title of this is Murder of a Small Town. And both of those towns have a lot of trouble. Uh, Newburgh was voted the fourth most violent small town in America, and Belle Glade was voted the f- number one most violent small town in America. But what I wanted to communicate in the movie was there are a lot of good people there. There are a lot of good people, but it's hard because there's a lot of unemployment in both of those cities, and there's a lot of violence. And that makes it hard, you know, I mean. And... Um, uh, and it's a pretty good, pretty good documentary. People cry when they watch it, which I, which I think is uh, it's good. Sometimes you got to cry at a movie. Yep. What is your aspiration in life? At this point, keep going for another thirty years. <laughs> um, my, you know, uh, I, I I thought I didn't think I would be good enough to write books. I hoped I would be, and I think that's a good place to be. Where you hope you can do something. And you try as hard as you can, but you don't get to the point where if it doesn't happen, you kind of give up on everything. So that was always my thing. I, I, I said, I better get a day job. I better pay the, be able to pay the rent and the electrical bill, even as I was writing books. And it took a while for me to have a hit book. I was, I was 40 before I had a hit. I published early at 26, but then it took a while. Um, yeah. My name's Tyron. What's up? How did you... How did you feel when you made this book? I, you know, I always... The nice thing... How did I feel when I made this book? The, the nice thing for me is I'm still pretty much excited about writing as I was when I started. And, and that doesn't always happen with people. Uh, I've always tried not to get beaten down. And if something didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen, I just get up the next morning and keep going. Um, and and uh, I've always felt very lucky that I can do this. You know, to be able to do something you love to do is really a, 
a miracle and a, and a, and a real blessing. So I've, I've just felt very lucky and I continue to feel. And I, I think if, if it comes a point where, I don't, where I'm not excited, I think I'll probably uh, start bowling a lot or something. I don't know, whatever old people do, yeah. Madison, my name is Tori. What do old Tori. people do? I don't, you guys know. What do old people do? Good morning, Mr. Patterson. My name is Tori. I wanted to ask you what made you come up with some of your characters. Uh, what makes me come up with some of the characters? Um, I, you know, I, 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 I always have an idea for the story. Well, let, let's take Alex Cross. You, I don't know if you know Alex Cross, but I, growing up in Newburgh, Newburgh is about... 30% African-American and mixed. So I grew up with a pretty mixed environment. And uh, my grandparents owned a very small restaurant. And the cook there was an African-American woman. And at one point, she lived in our house because she was just having problems with her husband. And I spent as much time at her house as I spent at our house. And I just, I just liked the family, you know. So that sort of is what stimulated me to, to create the Alice Cross family. Uh, and I just wanted to, you know, at that time, and I think it's still true to a certain extent, there were certain stereotypes. Just people would go, okay, well, certain people are like this or like that. And I hated that. Uh, so I wanted to create an African-American hero who was complicated and human and a good person and tried to do the right thing and didn't always do the right thing, but would try. And, and um, you know, and that's why they actually Morgan Freeman did the movie. And he said the reason he wanted to do it was that Alex Cross was complex and real to him. And um, and he loved that it was a, it was a policeman who solved stuff with his head rather than his fist or his gun. And he liked that. Which side am I at? This side. And I'm coming right there after this. Stay tuned. Yeah. What was it like making this book? It was painful. It was hard. You know, it, 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 it is kind of hard. And some days you wake up and you... I, I write every day. Sunday, Saturdays, whole ball of wax. I don't, I don't take any days off. I was making notes. I rode down from New York City this morning. Left New York at 6 a.m., and I was writing on the way in the, in the car, writing story ideas and stuff. And, um, but it's, you know, it's always a mixed, it's a mixed bag. Not every, not every day it turns, you know, it, some days you write and you go like, well, that stunk. <laughs> that wasn't any good. So you throw it out. Uh, so there's good days and bad days. Good morning, Mrs. Paris. Good morning. What, what did inspire you to make Kenny grandmother? Uh, what inspired me to, uh, to make Grandma in the book, as I said, a little piece of it was, was um, Alice Cross and his relation to his grandmother. But I think the biggest thing is me and my, and my grandmother, as I said before. I mean, she was the one. And it's good if you have somebody in your life like that who will say, you can, you can do stuff. You can do stuff. And also will sometimes say, eh, don't do that. Who, who has somebody in their, in their life that's, that's really good. It can be your parent, or you can be your grandparent, or you can be a teacher, you know? Nobody? You got nobody? You're on your own? No, nobody? It's cool. All right. 
Uh, okay, where am I? Pink. Yes. Yeah. Hello, my name is Hi. Janae. I wanted to know, what do you think about when you're reading? What do I, what do I think what do about think when I'm reading? I'm reading. You no, know, what do you think about when you're writing a book? Similarly, I'm, I'm right there. I mean, one of the, the adva- uh, one of the good things I have is I really can concentrate. And that's another thing you need to, you need to you know, work on. That, that's a big thing, learning how to concentrate. How do you listen to this boring guy? You're sitting there, somebody dragged you to this thing. How do you stay with it? How do you stay with it? And your mind's going somewhere else. You're at lunch. And you, what are you, th- what are you all thinking about? What's going on? What are, you, what are you thinking about? Anything? Hello, Mr. James Patterson. Good, you My sucked me right Daphne out of that. Woods. Good one. <laughs> Hello, Mr. James Patterson. Hey there. My name is Destiny Waters, and I have a question for you. Okay. How long did it take you to write this book? Uh, it took about six months. And, and write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite, because that's what you do with a book. You write it, you rewrite it, you rewrite it, you rewrite it, and you rewrite it, and it gets better every time. And that's it. the same thing will happen when you write a little essay. If you rewrite it, it'll get better. You write a little story, it'll get better. Second time, third time. I know that's hard to do, but when you get older, yeah. My name is, my name is Cray, and... How did you figure out the names for all the principles? The names of? The principles. Oh, you know, I don't remember exactly. I always want the the names to be a little catchy and funny and, you know, so I'm I'm not exactly sure. We got any singers here? Sing, sing, sing me one phrase, just one little anything. You do it? Okay, let's just... All right. Okay. See, now there's somebody who is a really good singer, and you're a teacher too now, and you still like to sing. Do you get a chance to sing much? See, this is good. This is, and there, this is when we talk about people that we can begin to model our lives after where I'm singing I love to sing and I do that and I teach and I love to teach and that's really great that's really great and that's a good thing for you all to think about and remember this teacher who's a really good singer and but you know works as a teacher where where am I yeah Mr. James Patterson, my Hello. name is Devon Harris, and right. my question is, how did you come up with the new principal's name, Dr. Yeti James? <laughs> well, I named it after you, the James part. <laughs> you know, when I met LeBron James, he said, he said, you know, you got a really good first name, James, and he's LeBron James, and you know, was a little, a little LeBron James joke, which nobody got. So you said LeBron is not as funny as you would think. No, it was pretty good. Um, I, mm, I, Yeti I liked. I liked Yeti. I thought that was a kind of a cool name. 
Uh, so that's where that, you know, yeah. How Sometimes you hear stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hi, Mr. James Patterson. Hey. Will you make a series of public school superhero? Will we make a series of public school superheroes? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I got more to learn about uh, those characters. We're going to set Ray. We're going to solve Ray Ray's problems, maybe. We'll see. They have, um, I'm trying to remember now, the, the uh, collective. We actually have little um, cartoon stuff that we do w- with the character, which is kind of fun. Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Passon. Hello. I am, I am Mitchell Avitt from Edgewood Elementary School, and here is my question. Where is that school? Let me hear that noise. Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. And here is my question. Yeah. Did you get bullied when you were a kid like Kenny? Um, a little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, well, not everybody, but a lot of kids, yeah, a little, a little bullying. I, my solution was not one I recommend, but um, I, I kind of finally, the one kid who was sort of slapping me around every day, I finally slapped him around. I'm not recommending that. Because in those days, it was just slapping. Yeah. How old were you when you made public, sc- public school superhero? How old was I? I was um, 35. Yeah, yeah. No, I was uh, sort of my age now, whatever that is. Older than 35. But, you know, it's good to be whatever age I am and still uh, wanting to do this stuff. Yep. Hi, Mr. James Patterson. My yes, name sir. is Malachi Johnson. And how did you come up with, with the title Public School Superhero? The title? Uh, I, at one point, we actually were going to call it Kenny Wright, and then we went, oh, well, actually, I think one of the, the Barnes & Noble or somebody said, not the catchiest title we've ever, and then the superhero thing, I, thought they, I think they thought it would just get people's attention a little more. And, you know, like you see a book or whatever, you see a movie, and a little bit of it is the title, where you go, oh, that sounds pretty good or that sounds boring, or I have no reaction. You always want, you know, I mean, this is interesting in terms of how you, you create whatever you want to create. So there's a space, right? It, that, and that space is the cover of the book. Obviously, the purpose of that is so that when people see it, they'll pick it up. Because nobody ever bought a book that they didn't pick up. So the whole purpose, that's the purpose. There's no other reason to do that that space. So you want to have a you want to have a title that maybe people will go, oh yeah, I might be interested in that. You know, yep. How That's like, another big lesson for you. Make a lot of money with that one. Yep. How is like being an author? What's it like being an author? I you know I think most authors love it, uh, uh, or they wouldn't do it. And you know I'm very lucky because I I I'm successful at it, and I get to write what I want to write about. Sometimes you get, do we have any newspaper, any journalists here? We do? Yeah, there's a journalist in there. See, now that journalist, she may have been, somebody might have said, you got to go to this thing and you got to write about that. And you know, that may or may not be a good thing, but I get to write about stuff that I want to write about all the time. So I wanted to write about you guys or kids like you and I did it. Do you think it's a challenge to... I'm confused. We're, do you oh, think okay, it's a challenge of kids... You were hiding behind that guy. 
Do I think it's a challenge to get kids to read books? Yeah. When our son, Jack, was eight, Jack's a bright guy, but he, like a lot of you, but he wasn't a big book reader. And, you know, and I write books. Jack wasn't a big reader. That summer, my wife Sue and I, Sue's here somewhere, and um, we said uh, to Jack that summer, we said, you're going to read every day. And Jack said, do I have to? We said, yeah, unless you want to live in a garage. We, li- we read in our house. But then we went out and we said, we're going to find cool books for you. Library, bookstores, whatever. And we went out and got Jack about a dozen books. And by the end of the, the summer, his reading had gone through the roof. He was so much better reader. The more you re- it's like anything else. The more you do it. Who plays, what's the favorite sport around here? Soccer? Football? Basketball? All right. Basketball, soccer, whatever sport you love. Whatever sport you love. Are you better now or when you were in second grade? You better now? Yeah, because you play a lot. You practice more. Same with reading. The more you play, the more you read, the better you get at it, the easier it gets. And that's what I said about if you don't become good readers now, high school becomes hard. Where am I? Yeah. What school did you go to when you were young? Oh, I went to a Catholic school. Tough. They, they used to hit you. And they pinch your cheeks and they give you knuckles. It was weird. Um, you know, but it's strange because we all put up with it and you had to wear funny little uniforms and things. But, you know, there was a lot of discipline there. And, you know, as I look back at it, it was okay. It was all right. Because uh, discipline in your life and order, it serves a purpose up to a point. Yep. Good morning, Mr. Jackson. Good morning. Jackson. And my question is, are all your stories, or most of them, based on true ones? Uh, are my stories based on, on real life? You know, um, yeah, not, not real people, but it, it relates to things that I've seen. You know, Kenny Wright relates to some things that you, some of the things that you've seen in school, so it relates. Uh, Alex Cross relates to things that I've seen. Zoo relates to nothing that, I, that I've seen in the real world. So sometimes you write stories that are very, they're just fanci- fanciful, you know, like uh, science fiction. Never been to outer space, and you just kind of make up a story about outer space. But mostly, no. I've written a couple. I wrote a, a, a nonfiction book, a real-life book about King Tut, uh, which was kind of fun to do. Uh, but I don't like, you know, I don't like to write nonfiction because then I, 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 can't, I can't make stuff up. See, at the end of King Tut, I didn't want him to die. But I couldn't, like, make him not die because King Tut dies, and it was a real book. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Patterson. My name is Kamaya Ellis. Yeah. Um, well, you more like what Ray- school are you from? Walter P. Carter. Where are you? I don't know. You're kind of shaky there. Want to try that one more time? Walter P. Carter. Oh. Were you more like Ray Ray or Kenneth in school? Probably a mix of both. Mix of both. Pretty good student, decent student, little mischievous, little mix. Yeah. 
Good morning, Mr. James Patterson. Good morning. My name is India Hopkins, and we are so we are thankful that you had gave the public schools these books to read. We thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for saying that. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Always nice to say thank you, and nice to hear it. Yeah. One day, will Kenneth be a real superhero and save other people's lives? I, I don't know if, if Kenneth will be a hero that saves other people's lives. I think that Kenny will be a good person who is good to the people around him. I don't know if he'll save people's lives, but, but, but that's maybe more important. Good people that are good to the people around them. I think that's, you know, a real important thing in life if, you can, if, it, can, if it works for you. Yep. Hello, Mr. James. My name is Talia Poole, and I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you, who inspired you to write this book? Well, I mean, this book, uh, it, was, it was kids like you know, going to schools like this, and that, that was really the inspiration. Um, I, I think to write in general is just when I started reading a lot of fiction, I just loved, I loved reading it, you know. Five minutes? Sounds good. Who's next? Where am I? This side. This side? That side. This side. That's a, this side. I'm confused. Are you going to write any more books about Kenneth? Uh, I, yeah, I think I will. I think I will. Should we write another Kenny book? Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Patterson. My hey. name is Kamira Bellis, and I go to Lenhurst Elementary School. And my question was, why did you have to make Tiny in the book? Like a giant, when his name is Tiny. <laughs> I don't know. A little joke. <laughs> you know, you know how nicknames are. They're, you know, they're like usually a little humor. Hopefully, not too mean. So uh, he was just a big guy, and they called him Tiny. It was a, I, I actually had a friend like that. He owned a diner, Tiny LeMans Diner, and Tiny LeMans was about 320 pounds. So I don't know. That's the way it worked out. Hey. If Kenny was a superhero, why was he, why was he stealing from stores? Kenny, uh, Kenny is a superhero in his mind. In real life, not really. <laughs> but, he, but he, you know, it's like somebody who tells stories. He makes up story, you know? Yeah. Hi, Mr. James Patterson. Hey there. My name is Kareem. I go to Lanhurst Elementary. Elementary. And my question is, why do you make books, then you make movies that go with it? Say that again. Why do you make books, then you make movies? Uh, the movies aren't, you know, when the movie gets made, it's really not me so much as Hollywood just says, okay, you know, like, for example, Kenny, um, superhero right now, Jay-Z's company is looking at that. So, yeah, we'll see. Maybe. But it'll be up to them whether they decide that that's a movie or a TV show that they want to make. Uh, and that's usually what happens. Out in Hollywood, somebody will read it. Uh, or you have agents in Hollywood, and they like to take part of your money. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, and they'll get around, and a studio will go, well, we want to make Alex Cross, or maybe we want to make Kenny Wright. So we'll see. You can write to Jay-Z and say, you guys should... You, your company should make that movie. That'd be good. We'll watch it. Baltimore will be there. 
Hi, Mr. James Patterson. My hey. name is Autumn, and I want to know why couldn't Kenny be Stanley still in his life? <laughs> why, that's a good question. Why can't Kenny be Stanley still in his, his life? If we really, really want to make it a, a, a real fantasy novel, like, a, you know, like Iron Man or Avengers or something, then he could be. So we'd have to go that way with the story. And you can do that. I decided not to do that. But, you know, it's, you can do that. That's a possibility. I want it to be a little more realistic, like a real kid. Yep. Who is the f- most famous person you ever met in your life? Probably you. <laughs> no. Uh, who's the most famous? Uh, probably uh, President Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was very lucky. I spent a couple of hours with him, just President Clinton, myself, and my wife. It was, he's very, he's, he's really smart and really interesting. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. He should come talk to your schools. My name is Cameron you Chase. You have to pay him $100,000. And my question is, what idea are you going to make other books? Uh, other books. Good. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I have a book coming out uh, early next year called Jackie Haha, ha, and it's about a girl. It's an you know she stutters, and her name is is Jackie Hart, and the kids make fun of her Jackie ha 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 Hart, and the way she compensates for it is she becomes very funny, so that they 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 wind up calling her Jackie Haha, ha because they she's made a transition. She's She's convinced the other kids that she's funny rather than them making fun of her stutter. Last question. Yeah. Hello, my name is... Then you go back to school. Hello, my name is Michaela Smith. I'm from Barkley Elementary Middle School. Where are they? Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, was your life based on how Kenny's life was? Ah, you know, little pieces, little pieces, you know, uh, different kind of a school, but but some of the similar good and bad things, a little bit of bullying, a little bit of trying to do the right thing, grandmas, whatever. Listen, you guys are great. Um, Remember to love yourselves. And um, and read, please read, read, read. And then and, and, and most important, you guys are the missionaries. When you go back to your schools, uh, uh, you know, we met this author. He was kind of boring, but he said two smart things. And, and you know, go back and, 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 and you know, help your teachers. Uh, and, and because you talk about saving lives, somebody said, you know, well, can he save lives when he grows up? You can save lives in your schools by helping to get kids reading. Because the kids that don't go out of your school and can't read, it's going to be hard for a lot of them. So you can save lives. Thank you.